Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Good morning, everybody, and praise the Lord. It's so good to be with you all again, even though it's virtually I feel like we're still making a connection because we're one family and one spirit and one accord. We're praying together. We're fasting together. And uh, I just believe we're uh, in some ways closer than we've ever been. And I can't wait to get back together in the house of God. We're going to have some church like we've never had before, and I'm looking forward to it. Before we get started this morning, I just wanted to uh, report back to you about our blessing bag endeavor. And uh, we uh, were able to donate 84 blessing bags, hygiene bags to the homeless for the city of Norwalk. And uh, I was just so happy uh, and thankful for all of you that participated, every one of you that uh, helped in in this endeavor. We really appreciate it and we thank you so much. Um, And I want to give special thanks to Brother Ralph for Uh, helping me load up the bags and take them down to uh, Norwalk Social Services Center and uh, and help me offload them and uh, bring them in. Uh, It was just a a wonderful experience. And uh, I will tell you, the city of Norwalk was very uh, thankful. They were very appreciative. And they made the comment that our blessing bags were were very like above and beyond the typical bags uh, because uh, they were big they had uh, a lot of stuff in there, and uh, they were really impressed with uh, how much stuff and how big the items were, because uh, they're going to last longer than typical hygiene bags. And so we really appreciate uh, being able to be a blessing, because Jesus said, remember the poor, and uh, we are so glad that we could help. Uh, so we're also getting uh, some you know, good exposure with the city. And that's always a blessing as well. So again, thank you so much. We will be doing it again uh, in the near future, and we'll let you know. Uh, of course, today's Palm Sunday, and uh, that's the uh, you know the commemoration of Jesus coming into uh, the triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And uh, next Sunday is Easter Sunday, and although we will not be in the building for Easter Sunday, I say we all still get all dressed up and with our families, and uh, let's just have a wonderful Easter service at 10 a.m. So I'm looking forward to it. And tell your family, your friends, your co-workers, tell everybody that you would normally invite to Easter service, because usually we can get uh, people at Easter service that don't come anytime else in the year. Uh, Let's have them all tuning in to Facebook or Instagram to watch our Easter service. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you this morning for being our God. There's no way we could do this without you. We greatly depend on you every day for guidance, strength, comfort, and joy. Please keep your hand of protection and healing upon us and our families, upon first responders, upon emergency personnel, upon doctors and nurses, and upon law enforcement, and upon all those who are working tirelessly to find cures for this virus and to defeat it. I pray that this message that I'm going to share right now would be a blessing to all 
and that your anointed word will go forth to accomplish the perfect will of God today. I pray all these things in the wonderful, almighty, powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, I'm going to try a, just an acapella chorus. I know it's a chorus that we normally sing on Easter Sunday, but I've been singing it all week and I can't get away from it. And would you just sing it with me? Because he lives. Let's sing it right now. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. And because I know he holds the future, my life is worth the living just because he lives and because he lives i can face tomorrow because he lives all fear is gone and because I know he holds the future, my life is worth the living just because he lives. And because he lives, I can face tomorrow because he lives. All fear is gone and because I know he holds my future. My life is worth the living just because he lives. Thank God. Amen. Folks, it's really true. Because he lives. Amen. He didn't die in vain. We're not serving him in vain. Amen. Our life is not miserable because we're following some fantasy or fable. We are serving the living God. He said, I'm not the God that was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because they're alive and with him in soul and spirit. Amen. Because he rose, we're going to rise. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I want to turn to one verse of scripture for my text, for my message, and it's found in Philippians chapter number four. Philippians chapter number four, and it is in verse 19. But my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. I love that verse. Praise God. And my title this morning for the message is Our Provider. Our Provider. 
Amen. You know, when I think of Abraham and all he and Sarah went through, wanting their own son, waiting 25 years after a promise from God and having some bumps along the way, but finally the time came for them to uh, to have Isaac and they loved him so much. They were in their old age and, uh, and then there was a certain time where God told uh, Abraham, I want you to go take Isaac to uh, the mountain and to sacrifice him. And Abraham couldn't believe it, but he was obedient to God and he went and he was going to do it. And God kind of just wanted to know if he would do it, if everything that belonged to him was was given to God. And of course, Abraham showed him it was. And the beautiful thing was that God provided a sacrifice, a substitutionary sacrifice in place of Isaac. So Isaac wouldn't have to die. And that was that ram that was caught, his horns caught in a thicket just down on the other side of the mountain where they were. And uh, Abraham uh, grabbed that, that animal and he offered it as a sacrifice in place of Isaac, which was a beautiful, um, you know, uh, type and a shadow and, uh, and, and a kind of an example of what Jesus did for us. A lot of the Old Testament things like that point to Jesus. Amen. So Jesus substituted his life for our life so we didn't have to die. Literally, that is. Amen. But what I wanted to say was in Genesis twenty-two fourteen about this story, after this whole episode, Abraham named that place and he called it Jehovah Jireh. Amen. Jehovah Jireh means the Lord, our provider, or the Lord provides. In another version, it says, And Abraham called the name of the place, the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. And then later on in the nation of Israel's history, we find after the kingdoms were divided and the northern kingdom of Samaria was being ruled by Ahab and Jezebel, it was kind of a dark time in their history and a famine, a terrible famine came to the land. Elijah was the prophet at the time. And and uh, I'll tell you, God is our provider, folks. During famine, during pestilence, during uh, slim times and lean times and uncertain times, God is our provider. Amen. Amen. And uh, I'll tell you, you know, during times of great sacrifice, God provided for Abraham. God provided for his family. Amen. You know, the Bible says every animal in the forest is his, and he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. So God, it all belongs to God. When we're concerned about what's going to happen or how, how things going to work out, let me tell you something, we're sticking with our provider. Amen. Every animal in the forest, he owns it. He owns the cattle. All the birds of the hills and all that moves in the field is his. All the gold and silver is his. And to sum it all up, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Amen. God knows where it all is and it all belongs to him. God shares whatever he has with his children. Amen. Now back to Samaria, back to Elijah. 
So during this time, Elijah, the man of God, he was impacted by the famine, but he was God's man. He was God's child. And God takes care of his people during times of famine and, and times of, uh, of lean times. Amen. Praise God. You know, uh, David, King David, he once said in the book of Psalms, he said, I have been young and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his descendants begging bread. God takes care of his people. God provides for his people. And God was getting ready to provide for Elijah in the midst of a terrible famine. Because of the famine, there was a great shortage of food and water in Samaria. People were spending a lot more time trying to put food and water on the table and provide for their families than they normally did. There were long lines all over the country and sadly not enough to go around. The famine also was causing people to lose their jobs. But God provided for Elijah three different ways during this famine. And I want to share those ways with you right now. Amen. He provided for him naturally. He provided for him supernaturally. And he provided for him miraculously. Praise God. You see, everybody in Samaria was looking for water supplies during this terrible famine but they were few and far between. But there was a brook called the Brook Cherith. It was a natural resource that Elijah knew nothing about. Nobody, because a lot of brooks had dried up, a lot of water sources and wells that are typically had water, they weren't, they were, the famine had dried them up. And Elijah didn't know that where water was at all. Amen. Uh, but God knows where everything is. Folks, God knows where the resources are. God knows where they are, and he's going to show us. Praise God. Amen. So if they're not over there or the typical places, they might be somewhere where you're not used to finding it, but God's going to direct you to natural resources. Praise God. Amen. In times of difficulty, he'll lead us to natural resources we're not aware of. He's going to reveal things to us. He's going to show us the way. Amen. And that's why, uh, folks, we need to be open-minded to God. We need to be sensitive to his spirit because right now he's going to guide us in places that we aren't used to going to. Amen. To take care of us and our families. Amen. The second way God provided for Elijah's needs, needs was supernaturally. 1 Kings chapter 17, I'm going to be in there for uh, a little while, so if you wanted to turn there, 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 4, it said, And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord. And verse 6 says, And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. You know, now we've all heard of the Meals on Wheels program, right? Well, this is the Meals on, this is God's Meals on Wings program. And now I'm sure people aren't even thinking about Meals on Wings programs right now, but I'm telling you, that's why we got to think outside the box. God is going to provide for us by means that we're not used to because we're used to natural and but we're talking we're going to get into supernatural and miraculous situations during the times we're living in because God's going to keep care of us amen even when the natural doesn't work supernatural meals on wings 
So, you know, ravens, they're, they're scavenger birds. They're not really into, uh, you know, dealing with fresh bread and fresh meat. They're dealing with dead animals and rotting flesh and digging through the trash. Uh, and so that's what you think they would be dropping off to Elijah. You know, some, you know, dead roadkill or something and, you know, some bread with some mold on it. And, you know, here you go. It's the best we can. But you know what? When God takes care of you, he's got fresh water in the brook and he's got, he's got birds that normally don't do this, bringing fresh meat and fresh bread. Maybe the bread's still hot. I don't know. But it was fresh. Amen. You know, so for them to bring fresh bread and meat to Elijah two times a day at the same place is nothing short of supernatural. Amen. And did you ever stop and think what the ravens, where the ravens were getting the bread and meat? I don't know. Maybe they were flying over where there was no famine, where there was abundance, and they were bringing it where there was a need. And that's what God's going to do. God's going to find it somewhere and tell us where it is. Amen. Just like when Jacob and uh, and the famine of in the book of Genesis and their only place that had corn and, and had food was Egypt and Joseph was there, just like that, God has a place, amen, to take care of his people. Amen. So, um, 1 Kings 17, 7 said, And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there was, had been no rain in the land. So the longer the famine lasted, the worse it became, and some of the natural resources began to dry up. So what does a child of God do when your brook dries up? And folks, how we answer this question means all uh, the difference in the world. We can't just sit there and just say, i got to wait for this brook to get more water or whatever. No, you know what you do? You do what Elijah did, and he waited on God for the next set of instructions. Amen. Because God is going to give us natural resources, but sometimes they might dry up. Amen. And he'll send us somewhere else that's got abundance. Praise the Lord. Maybe Elijah thought God was going to send him to another brook of water because, you know, we have it in our head about things sometimes and that maybe the ravens would get the new uh, GPS coordinates to, to drop him the food uh, over at the new brook. But we have to keep an open mind and be ready and willing to do and go wherever God leads us and he will provide for us because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, everything belongs to him and he'll take care of us. Amen. He's our provider. He knows what we need and he knows where to go to get it. The third way God provided for Elijah's needs was miraculously. 1 Kings 17 verse 8, then the word of the Lord came to him saying, arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon and stay there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Now, Elijah he might have presumed a lot of things. Who knows? He was a human being. He was the man of God. But, you know, he was just going with the flow, trying to figure out where God wanted him to go. And maybe he presumed this widow had plenty. Maybe, you know, okay, well, God's sending me to her because she's got an abundance. And, you know, and I'll, I won't be, you know, a, a bother and she'll be able to take care of me. And, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, but when he arrived at the widow's house, he saw that the famine had hit the widow and her only son very hard as well. 
They only had enough food to make one more small meal, and then they would have nothing at all. 1 Kings 17.12, the widow told him when he was talking to her about it, she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have no bread, only a handful of flour in the bowl, and a little oil in the jar. And behold, I'm gathering a few sticks that I may go and prepare for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. That was her outlook. It was pretty grim. The widow was very gracious, though, and hospitable, and invited Elijah in to share what she thought was their last meal with him. She was willing to do it. What a gesture. What what uh, what faith. What, uh, what love. What uh, compassion and concern and hospitality. Even in the midst of a famine, she didn't lose her charitable demeanor. And folks, in the midst of our situation, we need to hold on to our charitable, giving, loving hearts that God, our compassionate hearts that God has given us. Amen. Because, you know, when people panic, their behavior changes. They begin to worry so much about tomorrow and the next day, they begin to change. They begin to hold on to things. And some people sadly begin to hoard things and and um, you know, and and just 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 human nature. But what we do not want to do at a time like this is to throw our principles of giving out the window just because we might have a little less than what we normally have. Remember, giving comes before receiving, sowing comes before reaping. Even in times like this, it is still better to give than to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Elijah told her that if she would put God first, that he would take care of her and her son. And folks, this is one of the most important points of this message. We need to keep God first in everything, in all of our aspects of our life. And that's the only way that his provision is really going to be fully benefited to us and blessing us. We must keep him first. Amen. First Kings Chapter 17, verse 13, then Elijah said to her, do not fear, for thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the bowl of flour shall not be exhausted, nor shall the jar of oil be empty until the day that the Lord sends rain on the face of the earth. Amen. And then verse 15 says, so she went and did according to the word of Elijah, and she and her, her, her and her household ate for many days. Folks, she had enough for one little meal when Elijah got there and she put God first and she ate for many days. Amen. Not only many days, all the way until the famine was over. Uh, And he went on to say in verse 16, the bowl of flour, the Bible said, was not exhausted, nor did the jar of oil become empty according to the word of the Lord, which he spake through Elijah. Amen. She did what the man of God asked her to do, and God blessed her for her her obedience and faith. Now, God sent Elijah to the widow woman so she could help him, and he ended up helping her. Hear that, folks. You're going to be a blessing to the one who who God sends you to to be a blessing to you. You might be in need of something and God's going to send you to somebody and they're going to bless you, but you're going to bless them. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Somehow, some way. Remember, many blessings are not physical. They are spiritual. 
They are healing. They are comfort. There's all kinds of things. Amen. Luke 6.38 said, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. God gave the widow, her son, and Elijah just enough each day to take care of their needs. I don't think that bowl of flour, I don't think that jar of oil was overflowing every day. I think they poured out the flour, poured out the oil, enough to feed them and satisfy their needs every day. And it just gets filled up enough, just filled up enough. Amen. He promised her that they would have enough every day until the famine was over. God definitely provided for them miraculously. God provided for his people in the desert wilderness when they were after Egypt by giving them manna each day. It was just enough to see them through. They couldn't even grab enough. They couldn't hoard it. They couldn't get two days worth only on the day before the Sabbath because they weren't allowed to gather on the Sabbath. But they had to go out every day and to get the bread uh, off the ground and God gave it to them. Jesus told us to pray to God like this, give us this day our daily bread. And folks, I hope every day that we're going to the safest place on earth and we're asking God, give us this day our daily bread. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. The key to Elijah's success during the famine and the key to the widow's success and the key to our success is going to be the obedience to God's word. Remember what 17.5 said in 1 Kings, so he, Elijah, went and did according unto the word of the Lord. That's so important. He kept his heart right and his priorities right, and God blessed him accordingly. If we will do the same, then God will bless us during the challenging times that we find ourselves living in right now. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, Therefore I say unto you, do not worry about your life what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more value than they? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown in the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. The provider knows. Amen. So what he what we what are we supposed to be doing? What's our highest priority? I know we're worried about you know taking care of our families and making sure everyone's got food and water and everything. Amen. And that's important. I'm not saying we're not supposed to be concerned. I'm just saying put our priorities, keep them right, Lord, help us. Amen. The next verse tells us our priority, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. Amen. Everybody at home say, all these things shall be added to you. And I'm going to read just the first part of the next verse, verse 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. 
I'm putting the provider first and the provider. I'm worried about his business. I'm concerned about his business and he'll be concerned about mine. And finally, this morning, my last verse, I just want to kind of reiterate our text verse, Philippians 4.19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Not some of your needs, all your needs. Praise God. According to his riches, because he owns it all, every good gift, every perfect gift, according to his riches, he's the provider. In other words, God will take care of his people. Amen. He'll do it today. He'll do it tomorrow. He'll do it until we can come and I can hug and shake hands and see your smiling faces up close and personal in the house of God sooner than later. Amen. 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 Well, God bless you all, folks. It's been so wonderful to be with you. And I pray that you have a wonderful week. I want to say that I thank everyone for uh, participating in our prayer and fasting on Tuesdays. It's been a blessing. Many of you have commented and let me know how you've been blessed and some of you doing it for the first time and, and this is awesome. So yes, we will keep this going on a weekly basis. So stay tuned. I'll I'll get back to you uh, you know, tomorrow in my daily text to remind you that we will be fasting and praying. Amen. Because that is what we can do. Amen. And it is a powerful thing. God bless you. Have a wonderful rest of your day and happy Palm Sunday. We love you all and we're praying for you. God bless. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast and may God bless you.